0: An all new Buffy. A rival from the past has come with a vengeance. I'm gonna run get Buffy. I'm here. Only this time, you. It's Xander who must take a stand. One of your women shall die. That's insane troll logic. Choose. An all new Buffy.
1: Welcome to Unidentified Telepath Demons, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly podcast-ish about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to a original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 5, Episode 11, Triangle. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we will be talking about trolls. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before, after it, the comics, and even other shows and movies. you guys would tell me if there was a little rift in our group right because if we don't catch a little thing then boom we'll have this huge huge thing and we can't break up we have a beautiful podcast a miraculous podcast
0: that was a long intro that that's gonna be hard to fit inside of your 30 seconds of the song i'll try my best
1: i have faith that you can do it welcome back Oh man, every time it feels like a year has passed between episodes, because I just don't remember what happened the last week, and I barely remember what happened this week, but I'm pretty sure we watched season five, episode 11, Triangle, which originally aired on January 9th of the year 2001. That's right. We're in the Buffy new year. It has happened. 2001. What a year. No one knows what's in store for them, much like we didn't know what was in store for us last year, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about who wrote this episode. That was Jane Espenson. This is the number 10. The number 10 of the 23 that she has written. That's how words go. The last one was a Replacement. The next one will be Checkpoint. Hey, that's the next episode with Doug Petrie. And this was directed by Christopher Hilbert III. Uh, this is the only one that he's ever done. Nothing before this and nothing after it. But he was a pretty prolific TV director. Uh, he actually passed away in 2010. But his credits are, are lengthy. Um, they just some highlights for me. And <laughs> highlights meaning ones that I recognized because I'm only 32 and he did. He was an older gentleman. Uh, he did diagnosis murders episodes, nine hundred two one zero, Police Academy, the series. Who knew that was a thing? Quantum Leap, and uh, Remington Steel, again to name just a few of many. I don't really remember what happened in this episode. Oh wait, Willow and Anya are having a tiff because who loves Andrew more? That's the question. Wow. It's a toughie. Uh, In their their fight, they manage to unleash a troll, who turns out to be (laughs) Anya's (laughs) ex-boyfriend. And her origin story, which is pretty cool about being a a vengeance demon. I love that little bit of of lore thrown in there. Um, We send Olaf the troll back to where he came, and that's about it. Uh, Meanwhile, in the B story, Buffy's still sad about Riley leaving. Spike is a weirdo because he's still into Buffy so much. Uh, Joyce knows that dawn is the key i mean we kind of already had that glimpse of when we we're either in uh listening to fear yeah and listening to fear we kind of confirm excuse me we we know joyce knows that that dawn is not hers but um thanks to giles who btw in this episode went to all the way to england very exotic unless you're from there uh to beg for help from the council regarding glory and uh they, they, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if they agree to help. But, anyway, I think that's about it. Not a whole lot of, of substance. Mercifully, we kind of just yada-yada through Buffy's pain. This is the post-breakup episode. Instead of dwelling in her sad Spaghetti-O overalls, we just...
2: Spaghetti-O.
1: Yeah, Buffy's sad spaghetti Wasn't that a whole thing while she was in Folkland? Depression, she, like, made a sad... Depression oh, Depression overalls. overalls.
0: Spaghetti-O.
1: Just a portmanteau. Buffy's Spaghetti-O overalls. Please stop. Please
0: stop. That was loud. That's like another person. Did you give a mic to Winnie? Or...
1: <laughs> Can you hear her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> it's like just seeing her little, <laughs> little tiny face. Okay, where do you want to go? She's like surfacing
2: from the depths. Where do you want to go? <laughs> she wants to
1: be in one of our labs. Can you even come? You she can't doesn't fit. fit. You can't fit. Come out here. Look, 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 come here. <laughs> come down. down here. Look this way. This is what like last time.
0: She's just struggling. Okay,
1: now this way. See? Up, 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 up. Jump. You gotta jump. Jump.
2: She's anxious. Oh, my gosh.
1: She's okay. <sighs> this now? Say Hope hello Dad, to Daniel. Dog
0: <laughs> hey, dog. Okay.
1: See? You did
0: it. Wearing a sweater, though. It looks good. I
1: know. She has many sweaters. Oh, sorry. I keep forgetting we're attached. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy moly. Oh, my God. Gosh. <laughs> Fun facts! First, hey, there's a first first in, the, in, the, in a long time, actually. A first first, no, just a regular first, in, the, in a long time, though. Uh, this is a f- the first time that Willow officially identifies herself as being gay. I know what broke up him and Cordelia, you know. It was you, and your lips. No, it was not. Well, yes, it was
0: so, but uh, that was a long time ago. Do you think I'd do that again? Why not? Well, hello, I'm gay now
2: have joined the party. More dogs have joined the chat.
1: (laughs) No! No, June!
0: I can hear her tail. That's her tail
1: hitting the the table.
2: table. I feel like we need to make the podcast room a dog's free room. Yeah, maybe. Look at her sweet little face.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Okay. Okay. Let's see how long that list. Now we're in the bunker. <laughs> no,
1: not the bunker. Ow! Oh. Alright. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> oh my ear. <laughs> oh, oh, podcast yeah. professionals. Yeah. Professionals.
0: This is amazing.
1: I'm just gonna be gonna clip it. Don't clip it. Great. Oh. I don't want to get into a whole thing about people's sexualities or bisexuality or whatever. But I think that for representation, it's important that she said I'm gay. That's cool. And that's what she says and we'll have to take her word for it and I don't think we need to talk anymore about it. I just think it's cool that she said it and this is the first time that she did it. Uh, Blucas, gone from the credits. Goodbye, Blukas. Oh, I didn't watch Goodbye. the credits.
0: So, thanks for letting me know.
1: Because, yeah, well, yeah, he's gone. Uh, Olaf, our troll friend, is played by actor Abraham Rubin Hercules Ben-Ruby. What a name. And you might recognize him, Stacia, because he's in your favorite movie of all time, Twister. He's one of the uh, CB guys for the the bad guys. It's like the driver. Yeah, he's not really an important role. But the reason I bring that up is because, did you know, and I did not know, That Joss Whedon was actually a script doctor on that movie. Which means that he, like, (laughs) (laughs) instantly deflated. (laughs) So, yeah, he just did some, like, editing. or He was supposed to be a bigger role, but I guess he was getting married. Wow, what a... A trope for the no. Buffy writers at this point, that they can't show up to work because they're getting married uh, and have, like, bronchitis or something. So he um, wasn't in it as much as he was supposed to be, like, involved not in it. But
2: uh. I do like that you correctly picked my favorite movie because I thought you were going to mention some other movie and then I was going to be, like, incorrect my favorite <laughs> movie, Twister. Uh, I think I know <laughs> what your favorite movie is.
0: Kelly, you didn't... You oh. never introduced uh, Stacia or I. We are on the podcast with you. Do you
2: yeah it's almost like we should have a list that you could reference it's
0: just right here i've got it right here
1: not having the context of whose favorite movie it is when we're talking is just like really difficult but stacia she's one of the co-hosts that's already been chiming in uh say hello (laughs) hello (laughs) daniel's the other one he's other the second one daniel say hello
0: I only bring it all up because I'd I write something down. I'm ready to go. Right, right. And I, yes. and I had to say, where's Beat Me Pod? Oh, the central republic of where and now. Damn. But see, it's already passed. It's already passed. Move on.
1: I feel very much like insert gif of Willow accidentally disappearing the cash register emoji here. And I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Gif of emoji. Man, rough, 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 rough times.
2: I have finesse. I
0: have finesse coming out of my bottom.
1: Okay, so the shrimp, shrimp joke, right? (laughs) Shrimp universe's joke. Uh, First mentioned in Superstar, you could have a world with shrimp, uh, uh, with nothing but shrimp, or a world without shrimp. Bring that up again in this episode. Uh, We'll bring it up again either in one or two more. But what I did not know is that the joke has actually moved on to Angel also. There's an episode of Angel called Underneath, where Illyria says that she once visited a world populated with nothing but shrimp. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. See, that would, that's for the angel fans out there, of which I do not count myself. A couple of shots of the magic box. There's a magazine rack, and there's some some interesting magazines on that magazine rack, including UFO Magazine, Green Egg, Nexus, Shaman's Drum Journal, and Massage Bodywork magic Magazine, which are all real magazines.
0: Hmm. Uh, you forgot the Mountain Astrologer oh, as well.
1: Damn. Damn, I did. But yes. yeah, the um, the UFO magazine is is defunct. It, it stopped making issues as of twenty twelve, uh, and so is the Shaman's Drum Journal that ended in two thousand ten, I believe. But yeah, uh, Green Egg was a neo pagan or is a neo pagan magazine, uh, quarterly one. And then Nexus was something else. I don't know. I didn't look into all of them, but they're all real.
0: I thought that they were all fake. Yeah, and except for you. Also, forgot. I think Sedona magazine, mm. which I feel I felt like they just like pro- you know took out of. Sedona, California. Like, hey, I got this too. I thought the green egg was there because they said Cat in the Hat, so oh, I thought it was fake right, yeah, yeah. because I thought we're playing off of that and the green eggs and ham. That's, but I'm surprised that they're all real. That's very fun.
1: But uh, that means I, I wonder what that means. Does that like people actually did their like occulty research and maybe saw these in another mag- magic store if that's a thing, or or just were. Does Google exist? Did they somehow search out vaguely occulty-sounding, hippie witchy magazines? I don't know. Just good on that. Probably. I'm shocked they. Or went Jane the Espenson
0: did did her research as she always does, and she was like, "We're gonna get a shot of these magazines. We need to find the right magazines because they before some of those shots, they've just been like the same magazines, you know, across an entire row." Just sitting in the back. Um, So at least this time they were like real magazines. Even if their placement didn't make a lot of sense because they're just all over the place. The same ones in four different spots. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. But at least they're trying.
1: I know that you just recently came into this episode, both of you. But I would like to know, Stacia, did you like this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
2: Um, Yeah, it's a good episode. It's fun for hijinks.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Daniel, did you enjoy this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
0: I did enjoy this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. I like it when they lean into Anya because she's fun. And what a great gift that they, you know, happened to get. I'm sure they did not play on Anya when they started this show. And she is really a great character. And having Willow say everything that I'm sure all the audience was thinking back in the day was pretty fun. You know, it's like, you're a human. You know, the... The joke runs thin, you know, for someone like Willow, and I'm sure for people, too. It's kind of like, what's going on with Anya? So it's really fun to have Willow sort of come out and say it all.
2: You're so rude. I mean, sure, at first, ex-demon doesn't know the rules. Well, you've been here forever. Learn the rules.
0: That's pretty pretty great. Um, even though it's a pretty um, typical Buffy, like, filler episode. Like, if they never confronted each other, that's fine. But they did, and that's fine. Like, I get that there there is some tension. They definitely had a couple of comments out there. But it's never been anything building to- towards anything. Like, at least in this filler episode, they chose a character route instead of, like, a dumb monster route. So they've learned their lessons, I hope, from, like, season one and two. And now they're like, well, let's explore our characters more. And at least that's good. Even if none of this matters at all. So.
1: Yeah, they totally could have went the rest of this, this season or series and just have the little jabs in the background, you know, Willow kind of just sniping at, at Anya. And I think that even Spike being like, yeah, no one got Drew, throwing that in there, just like, yeah, sometimes, you know, if your friends don't get along with your girlfriend. It is what it is. But about Buffy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I, I think that you it's an excellent point to bring up, like, it's a very season one formula, but instead of the monster is the focus because we don't really know who we are a hundred percent yet. And we can't draw on all those little references because they don't exist yet. Uh, this was really benefited from being able to be about our friends because that's always, that's what we want to see. And I think that, yeah, giving not just Ani the character, but Emma Caulfield more, more screen time and, and delving into, I mean, that's huge backstory. Just like we got her origin story. How did Ani become a veggie demon? Oh, this, this guy, That's, that's great. Um, and and the, really, any comparisons or, like, pigeonholes that people might, wanted, might have wanted to put Anya in, being some kind of Cordelia facsimile, um, I think that's kind of been, you know, Squash. She's definitely a, a whole person. She's different. Uh, she's not filling any kind of void. She's just a, a great new friend. And, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, she does serve the same function within the friend group, though.
1: Snarky says whatever they mean or says whatever they think. Yes, but one has blonde hair.
2: (laughs) All units, we have a fugitive on foot at the high school. Homicide suspect. Female, blonde, approximately 16 years old. Suspect is very dangerous.
0: And Jane mentioned Cordelia in this episode as well, which again, Jane, the only historian of the show, the only one who will constantly actually reference the shared history of these friends. Uh, No one else seems to care. So just Jane.
1: I think that's... Why you really benefit from having people, and you can only get this with shows that last, kind of go the distance, but you really benefit from people being fans of the show, end up working on the show because they're going to mm-hmm. be want. I think you're more want to do that if you're a fan of the show, obviously, to call back to stuff. Uh, the only, because this is kind of a fillery episode, very, very monster of the week episode. So, speaking of Anya's origin story, what did she do to become a vengeance demon, Stacia?
2: Oh, I have no idea.
1: Oh, I forgot you didn't watch the episode. Well, what she does is she turns (laughs) this big dumb guy she was dating into a troll as punishment for being a philanderer. It was the way that he says "wench." By the way, I love it. It was only one "wench." It's just so great. <laughs> uh, and, and
0: I was drunk.
1: <laughs> I had many. I had much meat. Or oh God, he's such a troll. That uh, <laughs> <It> was great. <laughs> uh, so I I would like to know about trolls. Disambiguation. What, what is a. Uh, what does that word mean? I just do it in the context of Wikipedia. <laughs> where yeah. it's like there are many meanings for this thing.
2: Yeah. Why well, don't one of you select a meaning of troll and I'll tell you what uh, tell you some facts about it.
1: Why don't you pick a meaning of troll on your own and I'll I will learn with our audience what uh... I wanna
2: I wanna know what meaning you pick. <laughs> uh,
1: I I pick uh, the okay. obvious one. The novelty toy from the 80s. Uh, That's what I
0: was going to say. Are we going to get sued from Hasbro? Like, what's. (laughs) Maybe. Um,
2: Excuse me. It's not Hasbro. Mattel. I'm going to tell you about it. And yeah, you'll get sued out of existence. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Tempting fate! So, to set the scene, it's 1950s Denmark Mm. in a small town called Jol. Jol. Jol.
1: How many how many O's with crosses through it? Just one. Just one. Okay, great.
2: So we have a mysterious fisherman and or baker. Nice. Who can say? I can't find a definitive answer on what this guy was. He was possibly an outer work fisherman or possibly a baker who got laid off because they ran out of flour. I don't know. The way people talk about this guy is like he's a mythological f- figure from, like, the 1700s, but this is 1950s Denmark. Like, this was not that long ago. We had the written word. Yeah. Um, there so were photographs.
1: Guy, Video exists.
2: Thomas Dam, whether he made his money or not, because apparently the story goes he was actually very poor. So whether he didn't make his money fishing or baking, what he did do, we know, was carved wood. Wonderful. <laughs> and um, either the story is here diverge. Either he decided for his daughter's birthday because he was so poor he was going to sculpt her a beautiful doll out of his imagination which is now what we know as the troll doll and then all her friends were jealous and they were like we want that thing and he sculpted a bunch of them and then it turned into a worldwide sensation. (laughs) The other slightly more realistic idea is that he was sculpting things. He went door to door, supposedly, and sold them. And after a while, he made a name for himself, and people started commissioning him. Supposedly, in 1959, some big store asked him to make a Santa display, and he realized that you couldn't see the Santa display from a certain like angle on the street, so he made elves to go along with the Santa. Um, and everyone was like, oh my god, those elves. I love those elves. <laughs> Where can I buy those elves? And he was like, well, carved them out of wood. That's actually, like, really time-consuming. But I will cast you one <laughs> out of rubber. And I'm going to give it uh, glass eyes and sheepskin hair. And I'm going to call it my good luck troll because I want you to have happy things. And he turned this, like, weird little wood hobby carving business into something called Damn Things because his name is Thomas Dam. Damn Things. Nice. And he began to sell... His good luck trolls all around the world. Eventually, not it was like a couple years later he started making them instead of out of rubber, PVC plastic, which is still what they're made out of today. Um, but basically, they ranged in price from about sixty five cents to like the most basic model, quote unquote, to five ninety five for like a super hyped up, kitted out, except to the hilt troll doll. All the kids wanted them. <laughs> the 1960s, and people were like, that orange hair, love it, need me one. Apparently, something to do with, like, I don't know, psychedelics, I guess people thought it was, like, the right branding or something to sort of appeal to this new age of modern kids. Sure. I don't know, but they were real popular in Europe and also in the United States. We were buying, like, a million dollars worth of troll dolls a year. And when was this? In the nineteen sixties.
1: Wow, I really thought this was an eighties phenomena.
2: Oh yeah, so, so this is where we go though, because toys have this wonderful like um, cyclical nature. Yeah, they just they never really die because when the kids in the eighties grow up, or when the kids in the sixties grow up, they have this nostalgic feeling for these trolls, and so they start buying them for their kids. So there's another resurgence in the eighties. Um, and, but moving back a little bit. Something about damn things. I don't know. I, I tried to look into this, but I couldn't find the details. They messed up their copyright. So basically that meant the moment that people realized, like, troll dolls were the hot toy, like, dozens of copycats are, like, co- copy caps. Copycats? <laughs> copycats cap? <laughs> copy began manufacturing their own versions of these good luck trolls. Some of which are, like, made their own kind of iconic... Um, Additions like there was one company that added the gemstone in the belly button mm-hmm. that was like their own
1: thing. <laughs> oh, it's like a uh, Legos, and then what's the not Legos?
2: Blago. <laughs> nope.
1: What is not it? Bad. It starts
2: with a B, doesn't it's it? It's something blocks, yeah. So there were a bunch of like essentially copycat ripoff, but it wasn't like we think of now on the internet where people are like manufacturing like the good luck damn things, troll dolls, like, registered trademark, but it's, like, darn things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they're their own brand. It's, like, other toy companies are, like, making their own version called their own thing and all putting their own little slant on it. Um, so it's not like they're, like, illegally knocking it off. It's just that this isn't copyrighted, so everyone could do whatever they wanted, essentially. Um, so there is this one guy who I'm pretty sure I've actually put in my notes. Russ... Russ Berries? He was one of these companies that, like, made a ton of money. It was, like, one of their biggest products, and he was so in love with them that they had, like, a thousand troll dolls at his wedding. <laughs> but that's the company that added a little gemstone to the belly button, and they also would put gemstones in the ears. Um, but, yeah, so in the 60s, trolls, big deal. Betty Miller was the first woman to pilot a solo Trans-Pacific flight. And um, <laughs> she had as her co-pilot in Good Luck Charm her troll doll, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, Which no. she took to um meet JFK. She like brought her troll doll. She's like, hello, no, <laughs> Mr.
1: No. President.
0: Look like you've been there before. Come on.
1: <laughs> There's pictures. Look.
2: look. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Can we <laughs> share this? Probably not, no. I
2: don't know. Can I share things? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Betty
2: Miller with her troll doll. Damn it. I mean, <laughs> come unfortunate.
0: on. Like, what are we doing? <laughs>
2: So the first dolls, like the early troll dolls in the early um, 1960s, were the highest quality troll dolls. They were made out of, like I said, they had glass eyes and they had sheepskin for hair before it went plastic. At one point they were selling so many dolls that damn things. I actually bought the entire stock of Icelandic wool that year to use to make hair for their troll dolls. This is the other one that I thought was fun. Um, this is an ad <laughs> from 1965 for Troll Dolls. You can see this little troll is 65 cents and they've got all these little accessories. Amazing. And they also started selling like habitats for the trolls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Habitats>.
2: <laughs> but see, you could have like a doctor troll, a nurse troll. So this was like the thing. They also had little mini trolls. Anyways, um, yeah, so... Troll dolls were a super big deal then. The 80s come around, people start realizing that the troll dolls are kind of like a phenomenon, and people are actually collecting them, especially the older models. By 2018, this woman gets the world record for having the most troll dolls at eight thousand one hundred and thirty. She starts a museum called The Troll Hole. No! <laughs> you, can, you can still visit the, <laughs> if what you is... would like to learn more about, about uh, this fascinating topic. Give me the gum.
0: You gotta pay the troll toll. If you want to get into that boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want the baby boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Troll toll what you say troll troll. Hey, hey, hey. troll troll here's your toll troll your boy awaits
2: but okay so in the 1990s I've never heard of this before, but something happened called the 1994 Uruguay Round Amendment Act. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea how this matters. But apparently this thing getting passed means that Damn Things now has a valid copyright somehow for their trolls. Like, you know. 30 years after they first invented them, and they sue the bejesus out of every single company (laughs) making some knockoff version of their troll dolls. Uh, Like I said, Russ Barris, the guy who loved trolls so much he had a thousand of them at his wedding and was like the biggest seller of troll dolls besides damn things.
1: Sued into oblivion. (laughs) Well,
2: they eventually reached a settlement and he agreed he wouldn't sell troll dolls anymore and now he sells, like, greeting cards or something. Um, But, yeah, basically everyone was sued into oblivion and at that point forward, no one was allowed to make troll dolls anymore. Um, The next really, like, notable thing that happens is in 2013, DreamWorks actually gets the um, rights to make content based on damn things, good luck trolls, and so they make an Oscar-nominated... No. Movie called Trolls.
1: That was Oscar nominated. For the uh,
2: yeah. It got nearly 40 awards and nominations. It was Oscar nominated for Best Achievement in Music for Written Motion pi- Pictures Featuring <laughs> an original song called Can't Stop the Feeling performed by Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so it was a big deal. <laughs> the um, <peak> <laughs> and then <laughs> they just recently made a um, sequel called, like, Trolls, the World Tour, which they ended up releasing early because of COVID, and you could, like, watch it online, and it was supposed to be a big deal.
1: Yeah, that was, like, the first... Uh, oh, right, it was, was. should have been a theatrical release of COVID, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: But the one thing that I thought was, like, most interesting about these troll dolls, besides the fact that apparently some of the oldest models are now worth, like, $500 a pop, so, like... If you know someone who passes away, I mean, we, like, check their attic for <laughs> troll dolls <laughs> and just throw them in the garbage. Scavenge their goods. Yeah, <laughs> scavenge their trolls. goods. Um, but I saw this quote from someone who said, you know, it's, like, such a common thing for y- when you're talking about troll dolls that you say, like, they're so ugly, they're cute. And they're like, what if it's that they're scary, they're cute. Like, they tap into this idea of, like, the mythology of trolls and how they're, like, these scary bad figures. But when you turn it into a toy that a kid can play with and wrap their mind around it's not scary anymore. And even just the way the troll dolls are designed with their hair standing straight up. Like that's like someone getting scared is like a cartoon way of how you would depict that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting cause I've known them as being like maybe not ugly, but scary and somehow like chibi fied. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really kind of what they are at the heart of it. Um, so I think that kind of explains why they have their like sticking power, even though they're honestly like objectively a really weird plastic,
1: toy <laughs> yeah
0: i would have never known this is incredible i mean this is useful everyday information for people out there totally and uh because because who, who thinks they'll look this there's up there's a it's vibrant
2: amazing. underground troll market i mean you just gotta <laughs> know I where to there, look
0: i bet there is <laughs> it makes me nervous all these underground troll fans it's like it really is for me very sketchy i don't want to know these people <laughs> i don't want to know this underground troll obsessed person well it's probably a very off. The thing that
2: was interesting, Sherry Graham, the woman that's got the largest collection of trolls in the world, she said people think I'm this weird troll fanatic, but the reality is I stumbled across a couple, realized they were worth money, and it spiraled out from there. Like she doesn't <laughs> have like a unique like oh my god the nostalgia. She was just like yeah
1: cash. But if you're not selling them, like clearly she's not. She's amassing a collection. Like
2: I mean, she. But if you're selling them like and reselling them, and she, like I said, she's oh, got yeah. a museum, which probably doesn't make a ton of money. But it's two stories, by the way. <laughs> Has oh 22,000 pieces of troll-related memorabilia. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: If you were outed as having 10,000 pieces of troll memorabilia, wouldn't you say the same thing? I, yeah. Doing this no, 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 I'm not no, weird. I, 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 mean, I
1: think
2: about that story where you're like you know like you're at the office or whatever and someone mentions something and you're like oh yeah I love frogs and you're just trying to get along and suddenly like you're the frog girl and right, everyone yeah, yeah. gets you a frog yeah, totally. for like every totally. like she might have just been like oh yeah I like trolls like and people <laughs> and then, just started giving them to her and she was like I guess this is who I am now <laughs>
1: <laughs> the particular trolls made by damn things uh, are are very relevant to the episode of Buffy that we watched Super relevant. So I really appreciate you going down that
2: Yeah. Path. I mean, I think Thomas Dam, our lord and savior, <laughs> <laughs> woke up from a dream about, uh, what's his name? Olaf? Is it Olaf? Olaf yes, yes, Olaf. Olaf, and was like, I have the best idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, this show had to what do trolls at some point, so... Yeah.
2: I mean, it It is kind of surprising they waited this long.
1: It's a big topic, and it's like obviously that's why it's almost impossible to cover the mythological side of it because it's like there's so many versions and concepts of what exactly that is, and I, I think that, like, you, you see anything kind of demon yeah. like that. Well,
2: I went to, like you said, the Wikipedia <laughs> disambiguation of trolls. <laughs> and, like, there's the ones you think of, like, the mythological yeah. troll, and you think about troll, troll dolls, and you think about, like, internet trolling. Hey, yeah, then, troll
1: too. You could have went on a whole thing about troll <laughs> too, holy moly. But
2: then there's, like, actual trolling, in, as in, like, the fishing term, and all these, like, historical oh, yeah. versions oh, of the troll, word troll, course, yeah, and yeah. how it meant, yeah, yeah. like, sort of like fishing, but, like...
1: It's where Holy you pass th- out lines. Th- yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. It's a very useful word.
1: Yeah. Who knew? So many meanings. And for
0: anybody so wanting to go watch Troll 2, because it's about trolls, it's not about trolls. It's about goblins. So, in fact, don't watch Troll 2 if you want to see anything about trolls. Grandpa! Grandpa Sam! Are you there?
1: Nailbog! it's
2: goblin spelled backwards! Also, you shouldn't waste your time
1: looking for troll one. <laughs> <laughs> and none of this is relevant Thank because you. I won't allow, allow it. it! Um. <laughs> God.
0: You told the witch to do that on Yonka. You seem determined to put an end to all my fun, just like you always did when we were dating.
2: Uh, um.
0: You dated him.
1: You dated a troll? And we're what? Surprised by this? Oh, gosh. So... I guess we can close Olaf, right, was the product of a spat between Anya and Willow about their love for Xander. And I just can't think of a topic that that Stacia would love to talk about more than somebody's love for Xander. Gross. Um, And justifying that and why it's a reasonable thing. To, to do and to have. Uh, so wh- who I want, we're going to have, hopefully you don't both have the same answer, otherwise this is going to be a real short conversation. Uh, is Anya right in the in the conflict, or is Willow right in the conflict?
2: At the beginning, before they summon him or whatever.
1: Yeah, so so basically it's, Willow is like, you're weird. That's her kind of her whole argument. And Anya's <laughs> like, you're a jerk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're rude. So...
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh so what do you think? Do you think Willow is right in that Anya is weird and should try to act more normal, or that Anya is right and Willow's just peek and jerk?
2: Well I'm gonna answer the question you didn't ask but is easier to answer, which is Willow was definitely stealing, she shouldn't have been. I feel yes. like that was completely out of character and Anya was totally in the right to complain about that. Well, that's certainly part of it. Jumping off of that, I think that Willow was just like, I don't know what she ate that morning. It was like fighting Cheerios or something. Fighting Cheerios. Fighting she was Cheerios. like ready. <laughs> she was like ready to get in a fight with someone. <laughs> and I feel like she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Like if she'd just been like, you know what, you're right. I should just pay for these. Then they wouldn't have even been fighting. So honestly, I think Willow was being a
0: jerk. Of course, that's what she cares about. I like money better than people. People can so rarely be exchanged for goods and/or services. Sandra, she's pretending to be me. Well, I think uh, you know this is such a clear plot demanded it type of thing. Like the script says, you got to do it, so do it. Because otherwise, like I'm, I'm sure again, this kind of stuff has come up. But Willow doesn't strike me as this person that would yeah steal the the stuff just because Giles is gone and doing all this. Um, but I don't know, maybe uh, who's right or wrong. I mean. I, you, I don't want to say that it's got to be Willow. Uh, yeah. So, I Because mean, Anya's weird, and, and I get it. You get tired of that shtick. I think there's a point to that, too. You've been here forever. Start doing, you know, act like it. But I don't know, man. She's also a fucking, you know, you again, she, Anya made great points, too. You know Xander. You, you'll always know him better than me. Cordelia, I think, said that t- same type of thing before, too. Like, I'll never know Xander because everybody wants to know Xander. I will never know Xander the way that... You know him, you know? And so it's like you gotta cut me some slack here. Not only am I brand new as a human, but I'm I will also never be the same relationship as you guys have. So I'm over for two really. So
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly multi-layered in that a normal relationship outside of the Buffyverse. You don't have that baggage of twelve hundred years a demon kind of thing. Um but I, I think that's a totally normal reaction in a relationship when you're close friends with an ex, you know, you start dating a person and it's
0: like this is weird. No? This is weird? I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. Um, so I think... Do we think that it's uncomfortable? Do we think that there's anything like that with with Willow? Or just uncomfortable in general? I mean, not that she feels anything for him, but, like, is she always just going to feel uncomfortable no matter what? They've been dating forever now, Anya and Xander. So, I mean, why now? <laughs> Except the story. Yeah, script.
1: well, and, that, and that's why it's tough, because it is totally the plot demanded it. Like, we're just doing that this episode because... You would think that if if this had been something simmering for Anya, that we probably would have talked about it before now. Maybe earlier, but also maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes things come out when they come out, and and maybe we just haven't super been paying attention to to her. Like maybe Anya's been saying little things here and there, just like Willow's been saying he, little things. But I wanna I wanna go back to the stealing thing. I don't think she was stealing. I think she's right. I think Willow is right when she was like Giles would totally let me take this stuff. I I think it. I think it's painted in a way that, like, oh, Giles is away, so let's steal his stuff. But I don't think that's the case. I think she just wanted to do this thing at this time. Giles happened to not be there. But had he been there, she would have been like, hey, I'm I'm working on this thing to help Buffy. Can I borrow some stuff? I think he would have said yes. But also... Anya is right, too. And then it's like, hey, man, he left me in charge of the the shop, especially like you, Willow, of all people who made such a huge patronizing big deal about me being taking control of the shop for you to then come in and undermine me and do the exact thing that you were saying that I would let happen on my watch, which is let people steal shit and wreck stuff. And like, you're the reason that's happening. And you try to make it seem like I wasn't capable of handling this. You're fucking
0: ruining everything. So... Not not a great look. She's also a vengeance demon who knows the power of fucking magic. Why are you talking while she's trying to do a spell? I mean, Anya, <laughs> bad look That's for like you. That's like the
2: only time when it's hard to be sympathetic towards Anya, honestly. Because yes. that has to be intentional, right? I mean, like, come on. Come <laughs> it's so dumb. But that, that is so much the plot demands it. Like, exactly. she has to keep doing that even though it's so obvious Willow isn't done because... Right. They have to mess up the spell together.
0: And in lesser hands, this is a bad episode because it's it all is stupid. This is all the, the script demands it. But but we get down to some really good stuff, like even after she turns around and they have it out right there as, you know, Olaf is coming to life. That was all really well done, even though it was really stupid and everybody could see it coming from a mile away. Um, but even when they at the end, when they're talking about the reasons and, you know, her, her Willow thinking that Anya's going to hurt Xander like, either just emotionally or fucking as a vengeance demon. Like, that was good stuff. That's something that the show hasn't even really brushed upon at all. Like, we don't know anything. Obviously, we just learned how she became the vengeance demon, but we only know little bits about that. And I'm sure at this point we've sort of forgotten about Doppelganger, and we've forgotten about all of it, right? So, like, we probably don't even think of her as a vengeance demon, except when she mentions it offhandedly a couple times. Yeah, I mean, even as
1: an avid viewer, it's they feel like different characters. And, I mean, they kind of are, right? Like, she was just this rando demon person that had like a semi-recurring role that came back a couple times because it was fun for the episode um it definitely doesn't feel like the same person that we have now but maybe she was the whole time we just didn't get to see and also she is not a demon anymore that's a big big difference too but humans make the same
0: mistakes over and over i saw it when i was a vengeance demon some guy dumps a girl she calls me i exact vengeance blah 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 the next year same
1: girl different guy and I mean, after you smite a few of them, you start going, my goodness, young lady, maybe you're doing something wrong here, too. Um, yeah, I think that getting to the vulnerable place at the end and, and justifying it in that, like, these are legitimate concerns that Willow could have been harboring. And these are, you know, legitimate concerns that, that Anya could have been harboring. And I think that Emma Caulfield, um, when she reacted to that as Anya, was was really good when she was like, I would never hurt Xander. It was like, really? Yeah. there was a, a nice little moment. I think that. Indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, and she also threw it back in uh, Willow's face with a little bit of foreshadowing too, which is like, "You're a fucking witch. Maybe he should be afraid of you."
1: Yeah. Season six, mm-hmm. baby.
0: I mean, it's true. It all comes to fruition. Although like,
2: in this episode, you'd wrong. never think she'd be confident enough to ever end the world. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: God.
0: Which is awesome. I mean, that that's awesome though. Like that's so cool that that can and will happen.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's this episode's really sad in retrospect, right? Because it's like. We start with Anya being terrified that Xander's gonna leave her out of nowhere. Xander, if you ever decide to go, I want a warning. You know, big flashing red lights and, and,
2: and one of those clocks that counts down like a bomb in a movie. And there's a whole bunch of, of colored wires and I'm not sure which is the right one to cut, but I guess the green one, and then at the last second, no, the red one, and then click, it stops with three tenths of a second left, but then
0: you don't leave like that okay check that sucks and knowing how it turns out it's like oh no that whole that whole intro with them in bed like talking fantastic
1: well that while we're talking about that conversation i think that conversation what like it's it's a nice insight into anya because like clearly she's afraid she really despite any logic (laughs) loves andrew a lot (laughs) (laughs) like definitely cares about him totally legitimate only has eyes for him but the, what they're talking about is Buffy. And they're saying that Buffy is a train wreck. I know. Buffy, who is 20 years old, has had two boyfriends. One, The first of which, Xander rightly says angel had to leave wow that is the most glossing over of all time not giving anyone fault not addressing circumstances explanation of the end of a relationship i've ever heard (laughs) in my life but okay
0: but they but they already know it so they're just but again they're talking like real people they're not trying to like no no, i know but still
1: like you're trying to like because that that comment super or preempted uh by anya saying maybe it's her maybe she's the problem and he's like angel just left that wasn't really her fault, but you are right. Riley did leave too. She is a basket case. Like, what the fuck? Like, that makes absolutely no sense to me, and I completely disagree. She's had...
0: Except the show agrees with, d- disagrees with I, you. Yeah, it's true. The show makes her crazy. Like, in this episode, she's bawling <laughs> on Tara's shoulder. She's crying at the end.
2: He left? Xander left Anya. Um, no, not left her left her. He just left. It was only a little thing, really. Little thing? See, the thing is the little things get bigger, you know, and, and 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 if you don't catch the little thing, and then boom, you have this this whole huge thing. Oh
0: not 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 them with
2: the little things. They can't break up. I think they have a beautiful love. I think they'll be fine. They <laughs> have a miraculous love. What?
0: I'm so—that's the part of this episode for me that I hate. I hate that she is having this reaction. And it goes back to last week. I wish she did not chase Riley down in the helicopter. I wish she was having problems with her guilt for not doing that. Because if we all just knew that she was upset at her for not trying to get him his attention instead of, you know, Riley leaving and her not being able to say goodbye— that to me would just be so much better, but I mean they're torpedoing. In my opinion, they torpedo Buffy there and here is just like it's a tough. It's tough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it certainly
1: it. doubles down on the the unfortunate reality of that. Like they took all the power out of Buffy. Like we, yep, you're right. She feels bad about it, but I mean at least the conversation with Don kind of butchers that a little bit, where she was like. You know, I'm, I'm angry and I'm guilty. And, um, you know, I, I think she is maybe quietly wrestling with it, but obviously we just see this comical, overblown,
0: I feel well, so bad. I did the wrong thing. But she can be very straightforward about it with, like, you know, with Dawn, it's such a sober conversation. And then out in the wild, it's like Tara's just, like, you know, smoking weed and just, like, talking. <laughs> and, and, fucking, <laughs> and fucking Buffy is <laughs> losing her mind. And poor Tara's just like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm too
1: high for this. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Pot-Hot because it's totally true. Poor, She's like, I was just taking my my Greek hist- art history class and then Buffy's losing her mind. All, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so good. Not so huge. I just said it feels like the end of the world. Don't you listen?
0: I'm teasing. Sort of.
1: I don't really have a whole lot else to say before we get to saying other things. It's so funny. This is just a show about saying stuff, but sometimes you have to put an order to it. (sighs) Daniel, do you have anything else that you needed to say or wanted to say before we officially transition to saying stuff?
0: No, I think we can just uh, go from saying stuff to saying stuff again.
1: Great, great, great. Well, I think it's about that time in the episode where we... Remind you that we're a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh that's all the ones, right? And then there's also a website that has wonderful show notes which are really useful for stuff that like if we play a video, uh there's a little clip or something. I don't know, maybe you'll get a picture of trolls, who knows. You Oh, well, you way... see
0: that JFK troll <laughs> <pic> for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only way to find out is by going to beatmepod.wordpress.com and that'll have all that information there and also if that wasn't enough there's also a playlist that you can find on Spotify beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season 5 which contains all the music in Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's available on Spotify for this season as well as all music we may have used in these episodes that you've been listening to so check that out if you like music but more importantly we have stuff to yell about <laughs> ah gosh I feel like I always throw to stage, so I'm gonna go first wow well. um uh... Wow, this is a really shiny pink shirt that Buffy was wearing at the convent. It was really shiny and pink and distracting. She was like a flying pirate attacking a nun, and I loved it. So, how goes the slaying? I killed something in a convent last night. In any other room, a frightening declaration. Here, a welcome distraction. Tell us all about the killing, Buff.
0: Pretty standard, vampire staking. Oh, but I met a nun, and she let me try on her wimple. Okay, now we're back to frightening. (laughs)
1: is that silk do you think what's chiffon is chiffon a cake
0: uh we didn't talk about spike at all in this but he was pretty amazing in this episode uh the mannequin alone was very funny and just giving chocolates like he was ready even though he ate all the chocolates because they all fell out at the end that was hilarious um or maybe they all just fell out maybe that's the point i don't know but don't they have a little plastic cover what happened to that um he had two conversations with xander one talking to him but also talking about buffy at the same time like They weren't talking to one another, uh, which happened a lot in this episode. People like talking to one another, but not really talking about one another. And I loved when the troll came in and he solemnly like walks towards Buffy and he's like, hey, Buffy, (laughs) (laughs) like, like they're going to talk it out right Mm -hmm. there. It was fucking amazing. And the look she gives him like, why are you being weird? Oh, it's just what? (laughs) And then the wanting credit for not eating, you know, uh, not feeding on disaster victims is pretty pretty great and he's like what do i have to do it was great spike is both terrifying not for
1: the scary <laughs> i'm a vampire reasons in this episode and just like completely hilarious the so funny the so the chocolates why they're gone is because he beat the shit out of the mannequin and broke all the Poor chocolates girl. out and of the, all the package chocolate. that's yeah. what i figured
2: <laughs> and yeah. then he's like trying to shove them back in yeah like, and, like reset in the way
1: <laughs> buffy also the way that he does it is really <laughs> delicate which is so like the nuance of, of yeah. James Boxers and Spike just like delicately after he's had his giant meltdown placing I mean, little things back in the box. He's months.
2: so funny, but I have to say one second clip of Spike in this overshadow is all his funny when Buffy's like thrown into him and she's trying to get up and he's yeah, holding on to like her, her, her. And then he, he gives her. that like mm. uh,
1: I know. That face. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> gross. Hated Again, it. because this is panty sniffing. Yeah, I know. Window stalking! I know. Mannequin Which is assembling. Awful.
2: But the f- <laughs> but it's so frustrating because you get also like the funny Spike trying to be like a better person like because I know you wouldn't like that Buffy.
1: <laughs> but then uh-huh. the funniest line that I think he says in this episode and maybe ever in the series. You there? Do you know where there are babies? What do you think the hospital? What? It's just a like an automatic mm-hmm. reaction. He's yeah. not like trying to be a jerk or like trying to be an evil thing. He was like, yeah, probably the hospital, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just... it is good, so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, Jane Espenson writing this episode because she also did the replacement. The mannequin, he was started stealing pieces for that mannequin in the replacement. When we find him in the in the uh, junkyard, and it's just like that girl. She she calls. Why is Jane she? so perfect? Why is
0: Jane so perfect?
1: <laughs> we'll never huh? know. We'll never know. Stacia.
2: Um, Dawn's wearing a shirt that says, Glamour is my occupation.
1: Yes, she is. (laughs) Because she is a tween with attitude.
0: (laughs) I don't think I have that amazing.
1: Oh, so, Giles is, uh, when they're talking in the training room, which, by the way, for the first time ever, I don't know why, in all of my years watching the show, I'm like, I guess she's a superhero and we need to have her secret identity and whatever, Why have we not hired a professional trainer for her? Because Giles is her literal professional trainer. No, he's he's,
0: old as hell.
1: He's old and it's not that strong. You get one MMA like trainer in there, like that's gonna way benefit her much more. And she already has to pull her punches. I get like you don't wanna give away that she's a superhero, right? I understand. But there's no way she's hitting him full force because she gave him a little bit of heat and he almost I died. I, so- I know.
2: Riley, she had Riley and then before that she had Angel.
1: Still, again, not going, f- I mean, maybe with Angel, but not going full power. Okay, but Angel's not on the scene. Either way, I think but, it's time uh, to MMA bring fighter, in a professional. She would
2: not be able to beat him uh, the way that, at full strength either. He's a no, human. I know, I know, but him. I'm
1: just saying, if we're already, we, we have to pull punches literally anyway, why not just get Giles is getting his ass beat, is what I'm saying. Let's help the dude out. He's fine. Where's Mike
0: Tyson? Bring Mike Tyson in.
1: <laughs> no one said that.
0: He's Try to bite fine. Buffy's ear off.
2: Just need to make Xander stand there and hold the little paddles.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He does it. It might even be the next one where he's in the big like sumo suit. Oh, yeah. That's oh,
2: good. Man. I like that.
1: It's uh, improvement for him. You ever have that feeling where there's something you know
0: you're supposed to do and you forgot what it was? Nope. There's a lot of great cuts in this episode, which I assume is probably at Espenson. Uh the only one carrying on the tradition. Uh we get the great cut from Xander um talking about I wonder how she's dealing with it, the man being, you know, Riley Oh Leder yeah, going to the convent cut yeah, right yeah. to the monastery, yeah. Um side note on that though, is the nun what's up with the nun? She just saw a vampire get dusted and has no questions. She seemed completely fine with that. It was fucking insane.
1: This episode is just jokes, jokes, jokes. I was like laughing, like laughing out loud while we were watching it. I couldn't help myself, even though I've seen You're it a million times. Unwilling. I was all over the place. But yeah, so she gets up and she's like, God, he looks like a demon. But he's like, I, I know, right? right? Even though you just watched <laughs> just her throw
0: like... <laughs> the steak away and watched her do it. <laughs> right. It's like, what is this it's slapstick it's... comedy? Uh, and then there's also uh, Buffy uh, saying that sh- uh, she wished she could say all the things to Riley that she wanted to say. And then it went to Spike uh, mm. with the mannequin, which is pretty good. And then, of course, the most on-the-nose one that the show will probably ever do, which is Willow saying, I wish Buffy was here. Buffy parges in. I'm here. I wish I had a million dollars. And everyone's like, what? And it's great.
1: <laughs> pretty great. Oh, God. So many jokes. So many jokes.
2: I wrote a note. I think we should... Should start uh, clocking Willow's dark descent into Ooh. her ending the world because today, her stealing from Giles' back turned is a slippery slope, my friend.
1: Okay, mm. stealing to feed her habit. But couldn't we already argue that she's, it's clearly already gone down the dark path because, as Anya will point out, Dalfrin already offered yeah, her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anya's whole job. That was just
2: like a one-off.
1: Mm. Okay, but stealing because I mean, she was
2: sad. She's not sad now. She's just making a bad moral choice.
1: But see, I again, I would argue she wasn't stealing. So maybe this isn't. She was start.
2: stealing. Yeah, was she? Did Giles actually give his okay?
1: Moving on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a quick twofer because I just need to throw out there a line that I've quoted for the show forever because I think it's so funny and it's not even that funny. Buffy. Well, rather. Don says, what are you doing? Yep. And Buffy says, playing How's soccer. My next one? I don't it's know. So funny. I don't know why it's so dumb. And the way, especially the way she plays it off cuz she's like it's not yep. even she's not dying laughing in her own head, which is what I was doing. Because she's just like I'm just being a snarky snarky older sister. Oh god, it's so it's funny. Okay. So funny. And I think about every time someone says something, "What are you doing? I'm playing soccer." I just can't Cuz she's not playing soccer, do you get it?
2: I get it. <laughs> I do get it,
1: yes. Uh, the other thing is, during that conversation, a uh, great conversation, and, and I even think that um, delivering, like, you know, stopping insightful, it's creepy, was really cute, uh, but Buffy, or Don says, like, you took down his pictures, I would have done it sooner, and I'm like, we just recently had a conversation about people having pictures of themselves <laughs> or, or, on their, like, desks or in their personal areas uh, with your, your boyfriend or girlfriend, okay, sure, also, tangible pictures are such a thing in the past for us now, too. All we're saying is we don't have any pictures of us in our house. Mm. I don't know who's weird, us or everyone else. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know. I don't know. if Is there a point? Okay, to both of you. Station first. Was there ever a point in your life as a child of the 90s, have you ever had physical pictures of, of your friends or your, your boyfriend or whatever in your room? Yeah. Okay. Like, boyfriend specifically?
2: No, just friends.
1: Just friends. Okay, Daniel, have you ever had a picture of your girlfriend in your room, with or with without you?
0: I've never, I've never had pictures in my. Okay,
1: room. like not not of like your friends or your.
0: But it is not a. I don't think. I think it's more of just a. It's. I, I've never. I yeah. wouldn't do it. I would. I mean, I don't know how I would get them. <laughs> Who would pay for it? It's like, Why exactly would this when you happen? Had
2: pol- Polaroids. And yeah, you get yeah. the Pictures. You'd have to actually get them, up. and then you pick like your favorite one because most of them are like you know blurs or your thumb is covering half of it or whatever because it's impossible to take good pictures with yeah. a crappy disposable camera and then you like stick it on your mirror. Friends.
0: No, I, th- I think like for me, I had my yearbooks always like close by. You know, I definitely like looked at them from time to time, like when I was younger, but. No, I never had any pictures out. I mean, my like my parents have pictures of the family all around the house, um, yeah. but never me with pictures, and I wouldn't do that today. Like, we just got my mom a digital one so she can put photos from Google and put them onto the little screen, you know, and it just yeah. flashes yeah. through. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's all changing, too. So, you know, who's going to have pictures? You know, it's we simultaneously have no pictures, and yet you have all right, the pictures right. in the world at the same well, time. Well, we were so talking – this
2: was brought up by the whole thing that I said, like – the only pictures that married people have are pictures of them getting married. Like if anyone's gonna yeah. have a picture yeah. in their house, it's gonna be a picture of them on their wedding day, and otherwise, like you don't have pictures in your house. Like there's never a follow up picture. That's why that
1: came up. I was like, why do we think that? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. because it's like every time that it's these YouTubers that it's like, like twenty make years stuff. later,
2: and they're like my one picture. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I peaked on that day. And it's all downhill. Every time they make a new beautiful wood frame, it's the same wedding photo every yeah. time.
2: <laughs> it is, though. They're like, here, I'm going to show you how to make another picture frame. And it's just like the sixth version of one of their wedding photos. And you're like, OK.
0: Or they go crazy and make like a painting of themselves and, uh, you know, Shit's Creek style. And just like, boom. That'd be cool. That would be too much. So it's a family portrait, Roland. <laughs> oh, you, you all look like cartoons so weird. I don't remember posing for
1: this. Because you
0: didn't. You were in rehab when we sat for this. I wasn't in rehab. I was at rehab visiting Stavros.
1: Oh, that's right. We
0: had your face painted on the body of my assistant. Mmm, that's why you look so good. Uh, More council propaganda in this episode. Um, Hate talking about the council. Hate them coming up.
1: Oh, you're going to love the next episode.
0: Did they not have
2: phones in the 2000s?
0: That's what I mean. So (laughs) Giles, all about his central library, and I'm like, I'm already over it, just like Buffy is instantly over it. But, like, I don't—why go there? Why tell them about the key? and glory and on some level I can I can once he said the next thing I sort of empathize I'm like okay you've run out of options you really want to do it it was when he said that if the initiative were still around he would have went to them and I was like oh "Oh, if it's between the fucking council and the initiative all right I didn't realize (laughs) how fucking dire and and what dead end we've gone down
1: all caps since when do we consult the fucking initiative on anything
0: I don't know Jane, what was that? What was that? Except to bring Riley in. Like again, pretty ham fisted way just to like force the issue, but I don't know. That was really tough stuff. Anyways, I fucking hate the council. I love at the end when uh, Joyce like dunks on Giles is like, Oh, you went all the way to England just to fucking get no information. Like that was awesome. So you know, I guess some good came out. Could have
2: been a five minute phone call, but surely for three days.
0: And the fact that they wouldn't—they wouldn't take the phone call. I mean, he knows that. Everyone knows it. Like they're horrible. Like they're horrible. Well, hey, on maybe purpose.
1: maybe that was it. Maybe they—he called multiple times and they wouldn't talk to him. Hey, then yeah, don't that go. Be,
0: just say fuck you. Yeah. We're gonna figure it out ourselves. You know what? We haven't seen Glory in seven episodes. So who maybe knows? Maybe she's gone. Maybe yeah, she's maybe she's gone. She just <laughs> left. All
1: gone. Oh man, Stacia.
2: Uh, just a. To- General amusing, no reason really. Do you think uh, Giles has troll insurance?
0: Nice. I mean, the, that's gonna suck for him.
1: I wonder practically if he if there's a level of coverage you can get to to cover the incidental such as constant demolishment of your
0: place of work. Do you right? think, like? They might offer it in Sunnydale. I mean, you watched all the people around them oh, watch a troll fight people at the Bronze. And tear down the rafters, least we forget. And everyone's just like, again, we've talked about the trauma of this town. Surely one of the insurance agents is like, well, this is life. We'll sell insurance for for incidentals. Like, you know, police violence. No, that doesn't happen because the police don't happen here. But like troll violence. Yeah, you can buy insurance (laughs) for that for sure.
1: Yeah, because there is that weird thing with Sunnydale where people are both totally aware of what's going on I know. and have Completely no clue what's going on. It is, yeah. <laughs> so
2: I, It would be kind of funny to have a scene with an insurance adjuster wandering through and being like, You have the troll exception. I'm sorry. It's not I know.
0: <laughs> we don't cover it here. Yeah, if everything else. You don't cover sorry. trolls and goblins. Okay. I'm no, sorry. we do
1: cover you're right, we do cover damage caused by trolls, but not if summoned through a crystal from right. another dimension. Right. Exactly. They have so. to be
2: our dimensional trolls. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs> so sorry. God. That's definitely an episode of Angel. That's happening, right? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they've got evil lawyers. They should have evil
2: insurance
0: adjusters. They probably do. I mean, that's amazing.
1: I think this might, I should have put it in the first, but I didn't know for sure if it was a first. So maybe you can corroborate this, either of you. I think this is the first solo Buffy and Tara scene. Oh, wait, no, 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 it's not. Because in family, she like gets in Tara's face about summoning the demons, right? But everyone else is in the room, too.
0: Yeah, and this might Shit. be the first time of them hanging out together.
1: Yeah, definitely like a nice moment. Yeah. I'm having like a moment moment, right?
0: right? If we consider that a nice moment, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I think it was. I mean, Tara, Tara, Tara's like, Willow's missing. She's probably dead. Oh, my God.
1: No, 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 them, them crying Earlier. after art history. Yeah.
0: I know, but that no. She's crying.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, for Buffy, that That's wasn't
0: funny. a good moment.
2: That was a nice moment, you know, when she was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy,
0: traumatic, thinking that all of her friends are about to leave her. Not a great moment. Not something she's gonna look back on fondly. Although okay, it did well, give we, her maybe we, the strength it was kind to of beat funny, Olaf. Though. It is funny.
2: Tara's like. Yeah, they got a f- they got in a fight and Xander left and Buffy started getting it's all so upset. Funny. And she's like, no, I said it wrong. I mean, Xander and Anya got in a fight and Xander left. Yeah, and she I'm like, said you just said again. the exact
1: same thing over again. That's what happens when you're high. You don't have any short-term memory. Well, also, it's not
0: wrong. Normal people shouldn't react to any of that news. That's just casual conversation. But, of course, Buffy is on edge because she lost her boyfriend. So, who went away on a helicopter. And she doesn't want to take Central American geopolitics. She doesn't want that—that right. that two o'clock knife in the heart. So.
1: Oh, uh, that was brought up on one of the Buffy board things. I was researching. Everyone had a bone to pick with the fact that apparently it's never said on screen by Riley to any other characters where specifically he was going. Yet everyone knows specifically where he was going somehow. Yeah.
2: Where specifically was he going? Belize, Belize. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know specifically that's but where he was going. Xander mentions
1: the first. Yeah, right because who cares but uh, immediately when the episode opens Xander says central Republic of wherever the hell right Um, and then Buffy says I hear the word jungle central American geopolitics but yeah I don't know I I don't care I figure
0: they definitely talked
2: I mean if you hear the word jungle don't you think South
1: America well he never says that either like he never says anything yeah no he just says they want me back Buffy right
0: he never said on screen that he was going to Belize but you know what other people say stuff all the time And we all seem to get along in this world where we walk to places and go to places. And who knew that they were going to Greek art class, right? It just sort of happens. Someone talked about it. If we don't
1: take the yada yada in stride, we cannot watch
0: the show. If somebody put that on a message board, I would say that's wasted keystrokes, my friend. Have you given any thought to um, sending him on a trip to Belize? Belize? Yeah. Belize. You know where uh, where Mike went to? Off on a trip to uh, Belize. Saul, so you better not be saying what I think you're saying. <laughs> it's just conjecture. On Hank my part. is so... family. Yeah, he's um in Spain with his secretary, living the cliche. Uh, the last one. I mean, we kind of covered everything here, but the the last one was I thought was pretty funny. Was when Willow uh telling Anya, you know.
2: You got your thousand years of hurting men gold watch? Amazing stuff. <laughs> I'd hope it was a Cadillac, honestly. I mean, right? Uh, the only thing I had left on my notes was, and I always thought this was a funny quote, when the troll says, puny receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just like, was there a size of receptacle that wouldn't have been
1: puny to him? Like He'd look at it and be like, that's a magnificent <laughs> receptacle.
0: That's <laughs> so good.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Uh, just like a couple things, rapid fire. Uh, Xander should be dead
0: oh, this a million times
1: dead. over. I, I, I can't, it's can't, so bad. what the hell? It's so bad. Uh, and his dialogue during that fight: "Get away from them! You won't touch these women!" <laughs> <laughs> Real bad. Wow, Jane. Did you like just drop your pen and that? I don't think that happened? was
2: Jane. I feel like that was Xander ad-libbing. <laughs> <I laughs> Nicholas Brennan was like, "Yeah, you won't touch these. Don't guys. touch these women." <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and off screen, like the director is like, "I told him to be cool. Oh, this is the best take we have."
0: <laughs> I want to imagine too that he also ad lib the going up on the stairs and. Oh yeah! Like, like what is he gonna do? Like, catch him. me! Like, this is so silly. <laughs> No, I mean, he's. it's supposed to be really dramatic, but it's yeah, just so yeah. dumb. Choose, Anyanka or the witch. One of your women must die.
1: Uh, his so arm bad. does stay broken until uh, the body, which, oh, wow. hilarious, oh, he that, punches that a wall. Awesome. Like... <laughs> so his arm is healed as of the body, and then he immediately punches the wall and fucks up his arm. Is it the same arm?
0: <laughs> That's okay. so Xander. That's so um, Xander.
1: And then the last thing, just because I can't believe we're still doing this. It's been five years. It's been over five years. Can we please stop having conversations, secret conversations about a specific person within earshot of that person? Never.
2: Oh come please.
1: on. Please yeah. never. Just please. Once. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm really actually shocked that Checkpoint is the next episode because clearly Dawn just heard that whole thing. We zoomed on to her for a reason.
0: Heard what? Heard what? She, she didn't hear well, shit. Oh yeah,
1: I guess did Joyce She didn't okay.
0: hear shit. That's why this episode loses points for me, because not she didn't hear shit. She heard people talking about her. No, I mean, they made it seem like a thing. She heard nothing. She heard disappointment. This could be about her fucking report card. This could be about someone else. She doesn't yeah, know Yeah, well, anything. I mean, it has to be true. Let, let alone that she's the key and that she's a yeah. monk's dream. Like, she doesn't know anything yeah. like that. So that's why also this, I thought that was going to be a big reveal. I'm like, oh, kudos for a fun little episode that has I mean- plot. No. Nothing in this the key episode happened.
2: doesn't mean anything out of context. Like the key to what? The key to my frustration?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that that I'm I'm confusing this with the actual episode where this gets all spelled out. The one right after checkpoint, which is blood ties, uh, and and Don does overhear them legitimately being like, you, you know she's the key. I can't believe it. And, that, and that's when we like are breaking the news to the whole group, and, and she's like, what am I? Am I a thing? Yes, it's a great episode, but I thought.
0: Well, Kelly, we have to get season five started. It just—I know this last, is, this, know, is this is what? episode one. I know, one, I know. So we gotta—we're laying the groundwork for for season five. I'm just
1: really excited about so. checkpoint being the next episode. And I thought for a second that it was blood ties, but it still is checkpoint, and that's great. And I can't wait to get to it. But first, we have to get our watches updated so we could get to next week. Daniel, tell me all about it.
0: Xander construction outfit watch, no. Maroon jacket watch, no. Dawn's piercing scream, no. She didn't know much in this episode. Chips ahoy, yes. Reference to him fighting mm-hmm. a demon, uh, if not for his lack of care. And then he got instantly fucking smashed out by the demon and then grabbed Buffy. Awkward. <laughs> Buffy has a personality. No indication at all of Buffy's personality. De <laughs> uh, and Watch, no. But, uh, we but mention. Get, uh, yes, and we do get a shout out to Crazy Larry down at the bus stop. So that's cool. Um, he doesn't have a watch, so I just wanted to shout him out. I've replaced <laughs> Sandy Watch officially with Tara out of context. Hi watch um i'll I'll fix that name as we go along but obviously exotic england was just too much for me that was so funny (laughs) again you got to take all these out of context because then when anya comes over to the table and the first thing out of tara's mouth is there's this thing you can do where you create light and we thought what if we make like simulated sunlight (laughs)
1: It just works so good. It just all works so good. She's just so high. I might, I'm going to throw my hat in for naming this category, and I would like it to be Terra's on the pot
0: again. Well, they do mention it, too, about peer pressure and drugs. Oh, my God.
2: Oh. Oh, I know what this is. This is peer pressure. Any second now, you're going to make me smoke tobacco and, and have drugs.
0: Uh, Willow just casually calling people the fish and expecting people to know (laughs) that it's gotten the hat. (laughs) Like that makes Mm -hmm. Willow look like she's high as hell. Um, and then of course the referencing to the, oh, I mean, fucking Anya's retort there.
2: You're referencing literature. I have no way to be familiar with.
0: Is so great. (laughs) Um, and of course her thing about the peer pressure, it's like, yeah, coming from two stoners, they're definitely trying to get her high. (laughs) Um, Tara convinced Buffy to take Greek art with her. I mean, come on. Get high before art class, which she was, and enjoy it. Don't even notice the spit, right? She doesn't even care. She's like, this is so great. And then, of course, she was so high talking to Buffy that she spiraled out, and the paranoia just hit. And it's like, oh, my God, what did I just say? Let me try to explain it again. Oh, my God, what did I just say there? She didn't know what she was saying. Um, even she has this like little time where she's like oh dear like she even did a little oh dear it was (laughs) fucking great so tara high as hell michael wicket amy Gothwatch, hell yeah got an amy shout out because this is jane espenson writing i love d rap being a verb is amazing and also foreshadowing right like she's planning something isn't that her i mean obviously for the comics she's like pretty integral to the whole season eight or whatever, but like, um, well, she even is straight up is evil
1: in, in this, in this sh- show. In this show too. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah. But she's evil now, right? She's plotting something, right? That's maybe, okay. uh, books, maybe books a million. I mean, yeah. she's rubbing her rat hands, rubbing her rat know. hands. Um, yes, lots of books. We have books on relocation spells, sus- suspension spells, sleepy spells amongst others. That's right. Streets ahead. No, but I want to shout out books. too. next door. To the magic.
1: Which we have seen before. Have we seen it? Okay, that's
0: amazing. I think so. Uh, And also, we also got to see the suburban road that Anya speeds through with no consequences. (laughs) We also got the Meyer Sport and Tackle that got the cops called in on it for burglary, but not for troll smashing on public property. Uh, We also get to see Hank's Liquor's Mart for the first time in a long time. So that was pretty cool. But technically, no. No streets ahead. And uh, Giles' biggest KO? No, but like I said before, I think that joy is stunking on him about going to England like an idiot. It's pretty funny. So
1: (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited about our new watch. Oh, I cannot
0: wait to watch Tara, who, again, at least we we have to keep saying, she's a new character. (laughs) That's right. And baby, they're about to do great things so
1: i'm ready <laughs> i it just makes it it all makes sense because my biggest sticking point with her is always how awkward she is and like and i get that it's kind of a character trait but sometimes it just feels a little bit like not the best acting which takes me out of it a little bit but if it's because she's constantly blazed 24 <laughs> 7 insert that's that's what's going on in tara's life that makes way more sense it makes me feel so much better yeah relationship debris is kind
0: of piling up in the buffy highway
1: we finally made it. For the first time in the year 2001, we are going to rank this sucker. Can you believe it? Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something we got this week. Oh, absolutely. It is the cause and the resolution of the whole damn thing. 10 out of 10. Uh, Giles, level of Giles. While he is not with us very long this episode, nor is Joyce, nor Dawn. He does Giles it up all over the place. He fails at fighting. He he stammers and struggles over leaving anyone in charge of the recycling that isn't him. He wears a suit. He goes to England. He begs the council. All of these feel very Gilesy. So I
0: everyone is and Anya being stoked to see him go away <laughs> yeah. for a week. Yeah. Also, <laughs> fantastic. Ten ten, right?
1: I gave him a nine, but yes, fantastic. Uh, Joyce, so Joyce also, barely in the episode, but I am loving scarf Joyce, I gotta say. No more bathrobe.
0: Mm, I looked at it today and there it was all fuzzy and blue and I just couldn't stand it anymore.
2: I don't think the rest of us will miss it much either. It was getting a little ripe, Mom. Maybe
0: we should burn it. It would keep the bugs away. It doesn't smell. Fine, fine, make your funny jokes at the expense of the woman with a hole in her skull.
1: I think it's a great look for her, and I think that their little conversation, although brief, uh, between, you know, her, Buffy, and like, you know, making their little jokes about the stinky house code is great. And, yeah, like you said, she dunks on Giles. And I really, really like, I wish, for the first time, maybe, that Joyce was around longer in the show, because this yeah. this idea of her, or this, like teaser of, of Joyce potentially being part of the group actually mattering and being interested and in wanting to help. Like, I know she's just getting kind of a little bit of a download, but we've never included Joyce. Never once. It.
0: That's what makes yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, we,
1: we really are ratcheting that up. Like, could you imagine? Like, maybe she could be part of it. Maybe she's going to be like a Scooby now and like care and help. Can you? I know. And so oh, I just God. think that that's the only time that probably happens in the show, and it, it, I thought it was really nice, and it was just such a little thing, but I gave her a seven, because I couldn't give her a ten, although maybe I should have, because that might have been the only time I gave her a ten, uh, but... <laughs> well, uh,
0: well, what about in the body? She doesn't get a ten for that?
1: For being a corpse. <laughs> it's
0: pretty dark. Ow. It's pretty dark. <laughs> it's either dark as a memorial, or it's, she did such a good job. I don't yeah.
1: Know. Well, I mean, there are, there are flashbacks. There are a couple scenes with her in the episode, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I only gave her seven though. So monster of the week, Olaf is—he's—he's he's fun. Um, I think he's the costume leaves a little bit desired for me, honestly. And the—the hammer—if you get a good look at that prop, I mean, it's not great. Oh, its, it's bad. Um, it, I mean, it's <laughs> plastic as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the special effects wise, it leaves me kind of wanting. Uh, but you know, stereotypical troll stuff is always going to be funny. Um, but it's also just, is what it is. Like, it's not, nothing new. We're not, like, yeah. making any any kind of fun, snappy take on the troll. We're just doing, brah, grog, brah, smash, blah, blah, blah. Which,
0: again, can't, it is But fun. he did have feelings. That it was kind fun. of fun. Like, once he saw Anyanka. Like, I enjoyed that, too, where I totally. just thought he was going to be a, I mean, I know the story. But, like, if you were watching it, it would just be a drunk smash destroy. And right, then totally like, ah, brainless. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah That would have hey, been way less you. interesting.
1: But, yeah, yeah. The, fa- the sheer fact that he is... Anya's origin story is, is, you know, cool in and of itself. So gave him a seven because while he caused a lot of property damage, he didn't actually kill anyone. Uh, And he didn't actually even. we know of. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Some of the bronze patrons could have died of their injuries. But not that one spike was helping. Not a lick.
0: No. I'm propping her up. Everybody else is still underneath the wood. But no, I'm going to look after this one person.
1: I'm doing something. Buffy Love me uh relationship goodness or badness willow and anya obviously not great but then they come they come around in the Thank end you. uh buffy and it looks like i wrote moira riley tara tara there we go <laughs> buffy and tara i thought was great again the first like solo scene of them mm-hmm. uh, even though buffy was crying as it's been pointing out to me it's probably not a good thing i thought it was great uh don and buffy connecting on a on a deep level comforting each other was nice well i guess dawn comforting buffy because she said yeah xander and anya seem to be great i don't know <laughs> although buffy very sad so buffy and, and everyone and no one at the same time very sad
0: so seven
1: seven that's right but she also
0: loves her friends so much that she doesn't want any of them to break up like even though she's sad about her own life and whatever she's also comforted i think that everybody else is going to stay together and that their loves is yeah. miraculous and it will always last forever what are you fighting for, minuscule one? Your friends? These two? <laughs> they will never last. Anyanka is very difficult to live with. And he, <laughs> he's ludicrous and far too breakable. <laughs> Their love will never last. <sighs> <clears throat>
2: Poor baby.
1: You really dated him? Yes. But you like me better.
2: Yes. Oh, and Willow likes
1: you, too, but not in a sexy way. You know, because she's gay. And she's not going to try
0: to break us up, so you know, it's all okay.
1: Their love will last forever. Well, there's actually... It's legitimate, to Buffy saying that about Xander and Anya specifically because in Hell's Bells, she does tell Xander, uh, "Your relationship's kind of been always like a, a beacon for me. I don't know. You have this like mm-hmm. normal relationship, and it's really lasted. And I'm, I do look up to that. I envy you, and I'm, you know, impressed and proud of you." And then he fucks it up immediately. But
0: that's sweet until it's not.
1: It, it's true. Yeah. Episode specific, as Stasia already pointed out. There's a troll on the loose, and you're going to crash Giles's car. It's likely. We're going very fast. It's <laughs> just. Oh, that scene. Every scene. Jane, you're so damn funny. Eight out of ten because I couldn't rank it any higher because even though I wanted to, I had to control myself. 48 overall. Three of 11 for the seer- season. Not series. Uh, right above family. and right beneath. Fool for love.
0: Nice.
1: Stacia, are you ready to give us your ranking for Triangle? Sure.
2: I ranked it 35 out of 89.
1: Yes. Better than middle. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Higher. Yeah, middle, I think it should be higher, middle. but that's fine. Well, it's a top third. Yeah. Yeah. Close yeah. to. Yeah.
1: Top third-ish.
0: I mean, that's so, that makes sense almost. to me.
1: What's around it?
2: Um, Well, for season five, it's below No Place Like Home and Family and above Buffy versus Dracula and Real Me.
1: Cool. cool, but
2: in reality, it's below Superstar,
1: which Jane also wrote. Yeah,
2: and still above Buffy versus Dracula. I
1: don't know if that's right.
2: And it's pretty right.
0: I, I put mine at forty-six out of a hundred and twenty-seven. Right, twenty-seven, one twenty-seven. Um, so pretty high because it's really it's really fun. I enjoy talking about it. I was prepared to to mark it lower. If it wasn't for everything that we talked about today, so I think I'm going to stick with my 46. That does put it below uh, Buffy versus Dracula, so yeah. which was where not our how belongs. it belongs. So, <laughs> no. uh, although no. it is one, of, it's you know, uh, this uh, this season's been weird. It hasn't been as great as as I thought it was going to be. As
1: someone who hosts this podcast, might hype it up to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to turn yeah. out really that six and seven Season that are maligned are going to be better.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's we'll see you do that. But that tells me that I'm I should look forward to that because the will actually be good. Um, no, so far. So far, it's been weird. And the season has been strange, but it's also season first episode of season five. So that is the truth. And um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that there's no more of this bullshit with Riley because my fucking God, I'm over it. I mean, until um, he comes back. Yeah, even, I don't I don't mind the coming back part. I don't mind. It. But even in this episode where she's like, maybe we'll come back and make a go of it. I'm like, why would you oh, want yeah. that? You made all the arguments. That's to not do that. I hate it.
1: Anyways. Yeah, but we took
0: that away from her. We're not allowed to think about that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, that's very true. So anyways, 46, you know, the long season of season four is over and we are moving on to new things. And that's nice.
1: Yeah, we're in 2001 now. No
0: 2001. looking back. No looking back. No one's about to die. No national tragedies are going to happen this year. Everything is looking great.
1: Yeah. Totally Normsies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Triangle. Funny, funny, funny episode. Maybe not a ton of substance. Definitely not a ton of substance, but still funny. Great time. I love talking about it. But it's over. It's in the books. Triangle. Done. Please do join us next week, though, for for one of my maybe – top 10 episodes yes. of the series checkpoints not to hype it up and to ultimately be proved wrong or anything but it's maybe the best no it's not the best but wow. it is great and I can't wait to talk about it so I hope you join us next week for that uh, anything else to say about this episode Stacia before we leave oh,
2: um, nothing to say about this episode but I am struggling and I desperately want to say Trolls Trolls and Dungeon Trolls
0: <laughs>
1: Thought you ought to know.
0: Thank
1: you. I don't know if you're my friends. Daniel. What else do you have to say about this episode of, of, of Buffy the Vampire I Society? have
0: zero final thoughts. Thank you. I see. You Great. My time. Fuck <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know that
2: famous guy? He was like on the Community. It was like a like a city council meeting and he started yelling at the city council people because of the police stuff and he was like I seed my time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing. I did not know that. I thought you were just really mad at Dick. No, sorry. We're gonna that. have to go and back immediately... to the beginning of this episode. Like we have no, no riffs, right? We're not falling apart, right? We're at this podcast.
0: Black Lives Matter defund the police, I find it Disgusting that the LAPD is slaughtering peaceful Protesters on the street. I had two friends Go to the protest in Beverly Hills a couple of days ago, and the protest was peaceful until so the police showed up with their excessive violent Force, shooting rubber bullets And throwing tear gas. Is this what you think Of protecting and serving? Because I think it's bullshit Fuck you, Michael Moore. I refuse To call you an officer or a chief because You don't deserve those titles. You are a Disgrace. Suck my dick and choke On it. I yield my time. Fuck you Thank you, Juan Ramirez.
1: Well, please join us along with Quentin Travers next time. Oh God. But until then, how can this Stacia. be good then? Sorry. <laughs> Stacia, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye.
0: Trying to be the best po- Buffy podcast is sort of like trying to hit a puppy by throwing a live bee at it, which is a weird <laughs> image and you should all forget about it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that because I totally forgot to say it even though I wrote it There's down. There's too yes! many things to
0: talk about.
1: There are too many. I'm glad it didn't Thank come so- up. <laughs> we'll see you next time. and see you, I mean, talk at you. Goodbye. Bye. Let's sing about the triangle. Look at it and you will see. It's got three corners and three sides. So good and live and
2: together. So, triangle, together and triangle, good triangle, and triangle, alive. We Love triangles. Triangle is the shape of a pyramid. An ice cream cone and a sandwich. A pizza slice and a lemon pie.
1: It's a shape I very much like. Triangle, it's possible. That he's in the land of Perpetual triangle, Wednesday. For the crazy melty land. Triangle, or, you know, the world without shrimp.
2: Triangle, There's a world without shrimp. We love triangles. I'm allergic. He's probably in trouble.
0: Hello, I work here.
1: I live here.